Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of My Life at a Weird Angle podcast with your host, Lord Milan. And as always, if you don't think life is weird, then you're not paying attention. And I usually don't record my podcast, at least on video. And I also usually don't go live. But you know what they say, if you want different, you have to do different. You have to be different. And one of my goals right now is to 10x my monthly income because I have big plans and big things to do. So with that, I'm doing something different. Now on this episode, I'm going to be talking about 10 things that you must unlearn in order to be successful. And really, you know, when I got into the entrepreneur game and just wanted more for my, myself, one of the things that I was thinking was, okay, what do I need to learn? What do I need to do? How, how can I grow? What's, you know, what do I need to add? What do I need to learn? You know, who do I need to talk to? You know, like all these things being added to my world. But what I found is the time that I had post-injury was the most helpful because it was the quietest. And it was that time that I started to self-examine and really see like, hey, what are you doing here? What, what, why are you making these decisions? Why are you doing what you're doing? And what I found was, you know, there was a lot that I needed to undo. There were some things that I just didn't agree with. You know, I was thinking a certain way. I was believing a certain way. I was acting a certain way. And I had to really examine those things to see whether or not they were conducive to my life. And what I found was <laughs> a lot of them were definitely not conducive to my life, like in the slightest. And because of that, I was able to really figure out what was going to work and what wasn't, you know, and this list is, is just a, a start of the things that I've unlearned in order to really build a successful and happy life. So let's get started with the first one. And it's something that I hear a lot, actually. People are, are saying things like, hey, you don't need motivation. You need this. You know, motivation is, is, is goes away. And, and, you know, sometimes you don't feel like it. And I'm thinking, dude, you don't understand what motivation is. You know, people saying things like motivation is not necessary is ridiculous because motivation is a reason. The word motivation itself means a reason to act, a reason to move. So it's like a reason to do something. You know, I don't know about you, but I don't want my life to just be random, to just have random thoughts and random ideas and doing random things. Like whatever I'm doing, I want to do that, that thing on purpose. Then if I'm going to do that thing on purpose, then like I need reasons. I need a reason to do something like this podcast going live at the same time, you know, like I needed a reason to do it. Why do it? Well, because it's scary. Okay. So what, what is about scary that makes it doable or worthwhile? Well, I know that going towards things that, that scare me or going towards the fear, then it makes me more confident. It reminds me that like, Hey, scared is not a good enough reason to not do something. You can be scared and do it anyway. And fear, I, I heard this acronym for fear a while back um, on a webinar, I think. And she said her acronym for fear is finally escaping average reality. 
And I love that, you know, and it reminds me that like, Hey, this is another opportunity to level up basically to level up to a new place and to see myself different and, and get closer to the ultimate goal, which is, I don't even know, honestly, I don't know what the ultimate goal is. I think progress is really just the ultimate goal in itself is to not stay stagnant for too long. You know, that's one of the the worst things that we can do is to become stagnant. And just like the water in, in a pond, like when it's not moving, then, you know, it, it becomes a problem. It becomes deadly. But as long as we keep moving, as long as progress is at the forefront, then we'll have the life that we want. We'll be able to be happy and to be successful, to be constantly progressing. And... So motivation, you know, like having those reasons to do it, like reasons that actually move you to, to do something like the, the reason to have a family. Why? Because I, I have a lot to give. Okay. The reason to be a good father, as opposed to like a really crappy one. Well, because I would like to have a good relationship with my kids and my wife, and I want to do the best that I can, you know, having those reasons is absolutely necessary. And that's one of the first things that I had to to unlearn is that, you know, thinking that motivation wasn't necessary because I didn't understand what it was. I thought motivation was just a feeling like, oh yeah, I don't feel motivated. But motivation had nothing to do with your feelings. It's really the more practical way to look at a situation. Basically, why the heck are you even doing it? And the second thing that I had to unlearn in order to be successful is that I should focus on the big things. You know, like, you know, a lot of people were telling me, you know, like it's really important to graduate high school, for example. Uh, it's important to go to college. It's important to, you know, get married. It's important to save your money. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, these are just like big random markers. What about all the time in between? You know, if I'm only focused on the big things, then what, what am I doing? Where's my focus in between those big things? Like if I'm in high school and like my big focus is graduation, okay, well, what about all the other things that I get to enjoy? What about the the class trips? What about the sports? What about hanging out with friends? What about, you know, learning new skills? You know, and, and the same thing too is, you know, if I'm only thinking about getting married, but I'm not taking the time to examine myself and who I am, then what kind of marriage is that going to be? You know, only focusing on the big things is, has proven to be, let's just say not helpful for me in the day to day, especially after I broke my neck, because, you know, I couldn't do big things. I couldn't even put my own shirt on for, for, for like years. It, it, you know, it was that crazy. So for me, success, I, I found more success and more trust and love and appreciation for myself and my story. When I started to focus on the details, you know, what is it about me specifically that I don't like? Okay. Why do I feel that way? And trying to really see and understand the details of, of what I'm actually doing, because understanding the details really makes things more doable. You know, if it's for me, I, I could only focus on the details because I couldn't do anything else. So it was the little things. But I realized that focusing on the details that made me me is really what allowed me to embrace my own difference 
and to know that, you know, being different does make all the difference. And two, you know, focusing on the details really allowed me to, to build the life that is mine. You know, for me, being able to speak multiple languages is one of the details that makes me me. And focusing on that detail to get to the place where I can have conversational Spanish at a time was just something that interested me. But what it ended up spar sparking was a love for languages at all. And, you know, as my language with Spanish grew, I saw how it was opening doors for me. And what it did eventually was, you know, allow me to do a favor for a friend and teach at Upper Brown. And I did that on a whim, like days after I got back from Dubai. And I ended up getting a, a wife out of it and a family. Because one of the students in my uh, college prep course ended up becoming my son. And I married his mom. So it's like, you know, that detail, focusing on that detail of, of simply being able to speak Spanish allowed me to create such such an abundant life later on. And it's the details of, of life and my life and your life that actually makes those lives unique and distinct. Like I see uh, Mr. Joe Camacho up there watching right now and, and, you know, listening to the podcast. And, you know, I what I know about him is that he loves sneakers. You know, that's one of the details that makes his life his. You know, cleaning and, and, and rocking Jordans and flipping them and stuff back when we were younger, you know, that was a real great detail of his life. And, and had he only been focused on, you know, the big things, the big, broad subjects of, okay, shoes. Uh, and, you know, not cared about shoes, then then he wouldn't have had that opportunity. And it's, it's those details that really make your story your own. And all those details that I started to focus on with myself, you know, like what made me me? How was, how was my hair texture? What was my skin tone like? What did my voice sound like? How much money would excite me to make? What kinds of things do I want to do with my free time? How do I want my body to look? You know, there's a lot of details in your life that make you you. And, you know, I was told that, you know, only focus on the big things and let the little things just take care of themselves. But I'm like, dude, that doesn't happen. If you focus on the little things too, what it does is, and what it did for me is it gave me so much more evidence that I can do so many things. And it gave me the evidence to stand on that, hey, look at all these things that I've done. Because I was focused on the details, I really know myself a lot more. And I'm able to stand on my own knowledge and my own accomplishments and not wait for somebody else. The third thing that you have to unlearn in order to be successful is that working harder will make you more successful. And like, that's absolutely not true because there's plenty of people that work hard all the time. You know, how many of us have had multiple jobs or our parents have had multiple jobs and they were still just trying to get ahead. You know, they were still just barely making it. And, you know, that's something that my dad used to say when I was a teenager is work smarter, not harder. You know, figure out a better way to do it. And, and that's one of the things, too, that my fraternity really emphasizes is, yo, there's got to be a better way to do this. Like, it, you can't just do it the, the same way every time. It doesn't have to be difficult. And, you know, working harder can frustrate you, honestly. You know, if you're working hard in, in the wrong direction, then who cares how much you get done? You know, if what you're doing is not actually helping you move forward, if it's not actually giving to you in any way, 
then all that work is really not making you any better at all. But working smarter, like figuring out better ways to do things, you know, basically hacking your own brain and figuring out ways to make that work better is something that can absolutely give you more success in a lot less time. Because, you know, I'm super thankful for things like automation in AI because it allows me to run three businesses successfully without burning out. It allows me to, to figure out ways to do stuff a lot faster than ever before. Even having, you know, like a Google assistant, you know, being able to ask those questions in real time allows me to do things a lot smoother. You know, I'm not working hard. Hard work is like really when you're forced to do something you don't want to do or backbreaking labor and, you know, you can only do with so many hours. Because if you have just a nine to five job, you know, you can work as hard as you want, but that's still going to, you know, you're still only going to have a certain amount of hours. But working smarter, on the other hand, will allow you to take that money that you've made already and then utilize it in a way that, you know, it's making you money while you sleep, you know, adding dividends and passive income and all these other things that we can easily add to our story will, you know, make you a lot more successful than just working hard. The, what is that, four? Yeah. The, the, four, the next thing that you have to unlearn in order to be successful is that multitasking is helpful. And it's absolutely not. Like, short term, it might seem like, yeah, it's, it's going to make a difference. Well, yeah, I'm getting this done and that done and this done and that done. You know, I'm doing a lot. But what it ends up doing is making your mind not be able to focus. And focus is what you really need. Everybody that's highly successful has the ability to focus. You know, basically every person that I know, including my mentor, that's making $17 million a month, which is crazy and crazy cool, he has the ability to focus. And he prioritizes his focus so much that between like 5 a.m. and noon, like his phone's not even on. Because between 5 a.m. and noon, he knows he can get like seven straight hours of quality focused work done without any interruptions. Because one, most people are asleep between 5 a.m. and 8 a.m. So that's a three hour window right there. And the first few hours of the day, like he is, is, is hyper focused and he's trained himself to just utilize that time. And, you know, it allows him to, to be totally in the moment more often, even when he's not working. Like when, when him and his wife are together, he's totally there because he knows how to focus. And that's something that I've adopted in the last few years because, you know, for a while I was really acting from a frantic place and just trying to like, oh yeah, I'll call this person and then I'll scratch this off and then I'll do this and I'll start this project. And really it ended up with me having like 10 things kind of done, you know, 10 things kind of going at the same time. You're really trying to juggle all these things and remember where I left off. And that was just not helpful in the long run. And even, you know, I, I took a course with uh, called Zero to Dangerous. And what it is, is a course for entrepreneurs to learn how to focus and to create more deep focus in, their, in our lives. And, you know, it's so beneficial for, in so many reasons, for, for so many ways, rather, because... Now that my I have more focus and I know how to control my focus in my day, then I'm able to, again, work smarter, not harder. You know, I can have that intense, focused work for 
90 minutes and really crank out some quality work and then take time off and be able to like reset and have multiple days worth of work done in a single day because I know how to focus. And that course cost me like five grand. <laughs> and at the time I was like, oh my God, you know, five grand. But now I see how it's like infinitely valuable. And, you know, I got to keep the information too. And it's, you know, one of the big things to help you gain more focus is to cut the notifications off of your phone, at least for social media. So you're not getting like these tiny little dopamine hits throughout your day. And, you know, you can really uh, just focus a lot more. You'll, you'll not be looking for these tiny dopamine hits and you'll actually crave something that's more meaningful. And another thing that you need to unlearn in order to be successful is that you should take time with your decisions. Like, all right, here's, okay, here's a, a couple of job offers. I'm going to like sit down and I'm going to like make a pros and cons list of everything. And I'm going to like do my due diligence and I'm going to research this company and I'm going to, you know, spend days and, and maybe a couple of weeks debating and, and figuring all this out. And then I'm going to call like 35 people. And I'm going to get their opinion. And it's like, dude, you're already doing too much. Every successful person that I know, including myself, we make decisions very fast. Because it allows us to know a lot faster whether this is good or not. Whether this is beneficial or not. You know, like, hey, like, I'm interested in this topic. Okay, go there. Start learning what you can. Start acting. You know, if you want to speak Spanish, immerse yourself into a Spanish um, group. Start taking Spanish classes. Listen to Spanish music. Do you actually like it? Is it easy? Does it resonate with you? No, not at all. You hate it? Okay, fine. Switch. You know, or the same thing with anything that, that you're doing. With the business decisions that I have to make on a daily basis, it's it has to be fast. It has to be decisive. Because even if it's wrong, that just lets me know right away, okay, that's not working that way. Okay, I need to pivot here. I need to pivot there. Okay, cool. Now it works. Okay, go. And then I can move a lot faster even again because I'm moving with confidence because I know for sure whether or not this is good, whether or not this is worth it. And that's something too that I learned from my brother as a restaurateur for so many years. You know, he said, there's a lot that comes up all the time. And like he's constantly having to make decisions for things. And he said, being able to make decisions fast and change your mind slowly are the things that set him apart. So much so that he's able to, to really have the life that he wants and to build and do and be trusted with, you know, millions and millions of dollars worth of food and beverage. The, I think, sixth thing that you need to unlearn in order to be successful is that it's good to seek approval. You know, there was a time post-injury, especially, and in, in for some years off and on until you know, my, my adulthood, my, my 30s probably, that, you know, I was always seeking the approval of somebody. You know, when I was younger, especially like the first, man, first 18 years of my life, you know, I just wanted to be accepted by whoever was around. I didn't see myself as, as valuable enough. I didn't see my uniqueness as something that was worthwhile. And, you know, I, I just wanted to fit in. And I think we all feel that way from time to time. It's just, man, I just want to fit in. I want to have some friends. I want to do this. You know, everybody's doing that, man. I just want to do it too. You know, everybody's going here. Everybody's, 
you know, smoking weed. I want to, I want to fit in. And, you know, if, if you're not careful, you can end up losing yourself. And one of the things that that's really helped me out is realizing that I don't need the approval of anybody. What I need is my own approval because when it's all said and done, I know my story a hundred percent and nobody else does. Nobody knows me like me. Nobody knows all of my motivations. Nobody knows my secrets. Nobody knows my deepest desires. I do. So acting from a place of where I'm not waiting for somebody else's approval, again, that allows me, you know, like I said, is to be more successful, to be successful faster, to make decisions faster, to live off of my own motivations, and to focus on the details that I see as important. You know, it's stuff like that that really allows my life to have a lot more flow because I'm not waiting for anybody else. And, you know, thankfully, my, my wife has been uh, understanding in that regard when I told her that I, I can't live by your approval either. You know, and I can't wait for your approval to, for me to make decisions because I have to make decisions all the time. And one of the things that I tell my clients and, and what I've been telling myself for some years now is that you can't live for the possible reactions of somebody else. Whether those are good or bad, you can't let those be the reason why you act or the reason why you don't act. Because if you do, then you're just at the whim of somebody else's opinion and not your own. And that could lead you to a life that, that you don't even like, you know, a world that you don't even recognize. The seventh thing that you need to unlearn, no, eighth thing that you need to unlearn in order to be successful is, you know, going along those same lines that other people's opinion matters more than yours. Like, it really does not. Life is extremely subjective. Extremely. Because I might love these tacos and you freaking hate them. I might love this movie and you think it's stupid. I might want to work out and go to this FNX camp and you're like, dude, I don't care about exercise at all. Then CrossFit seems crazy. Why are you doing that? You know, if I'm going off the opinions of other people, then those things could possibly just, you know, shatter my confidence and belittle my dreams. I've, I've heard it said that, that, you know, the fastest way to kill a good dream or a good idea is to tell it to small-minded people, to tell it to, to people that just doubt and fear and aren't going for anything themselves. Like, they are not going to be the people that, that support you. And that'll ruin your confidence even before you get started. So it's like waiting for other, again, you know, seeking the approval of other people, thinking that somebody else's opinion of you or your life or your decisions matters more than yours is just a recipe for failure. And not just in the short term, but in the long term. Like, it'll keep you from doing things both now and in the future, because it'll just stifle your own personal motivation, your own self-worth. Your own image will be based on what other people think. And that's the perfect excuse to why you don't have the life that you want. It's like, oh, because this person said something, you know, 20 years ago, and, and that's why I'm still stuck. Like, no. <laughs> no, that's terrible. Don't do that. And the eighth thing that uh, you need to unlearn in order to be successful is, you know, seeing, looking at your mistakes as problems and mistakes. <laughs> You're like, so what? That you, you, you did a misstep. 
so what that that thing you know didn't work out like problems and mistakes are not a problem it's just your perception of them because as soon as i started to see like my mistakes in my past you know or or in the religious sense my sin as soon as i i released myself from those things oh man like i I felt so much better about everything i felt so much better about everything you know i stopped looking at at those instances and those choices as problems i stopped looking at them as like oh man i shouldn't have done that and man i I shouldn't have done that and oh i i should have known better and stopped and said thank god i'm not there anymore because i'm not in those situations and those situations are long past and constantly looking at them as, as, as problems for my life only created stumbling blocks for me and hindrances to my own flow. And I'm just like, no, dude, I, I can't allow that anymore. I, if, if God forgives me and God doesn't remember my, my mistakes, then why should I? Like, for real. Like, it's just that simple. Like, if, you know, for me, the, the Bible is a very practical manual for life. And one of the things about Christianity is that we have the option of forgiveness. And scripture tells us that like God doesn't remember it. He's just like, no, it's gone. Which is so great and so freeing. You know, of course I would want that. You know, so if I'm trusting my being and my guidance to this, you know, the creator of the world here, and he doesn't remember my mistakes, then, then why should I? I should just move on. I should look at it, yeah, and not, try to sweep it under the rug like I didn't play a role in my own life of course not but I'm not looking at it as a problem I'm looking at it as a lesson oh I I now I know what not to do in a relationship now I know get out of here man <laughs> notification uh now I know what not to do now I know oh for sure I do not want that type of partner now I know that hey speaking up sooner even though it's uncomfortable is the way to go because it'll save me time, money, stress, and happiness. And the final thing that you need to unlearn on this list of 10 things you need to unlearn to be successful is that, you know, being a victim is something that just happens to people. That, hey, everybody gets used sometimes and, you know, it just happens. Well, what if you didn't think that way? Because once I stopped thinking that way that, you know, like, oh, I, I'm in the place where I am because of this person. I'm in the place that I am because this person did this to me. Or this person, you know, took a bunch of my money. Or this person was unfaithful. Or, you know, this person never gave me a chance. No. You know, as soon as I started thinking differently and looking at it as I'm creating everything in my life. I'm creating all the opportunities. I'm creating all the obstacles. I'm creating all the results. And when I started to look at it that way, at first it seemed ridiculous. Like, no, dude, of course, you know, I didn't choose to get in a car accident. I didn't choose to break my neck. But when I stopped and looked at it as, well, what if I did? Because I can re- remember distinctly the moment when I was 14 years old and, and praying and begging God to just use me in a big way, you know, to give me you know, motivation and, and, and reason to live and to strive and to make me an example of his glory and his power, just like, you know, the, the, the patriarchs in the Bible, you know, like Moses. Like, everybody remembers that name. Everybody knows that story. And it's the story of, of overcoming and triumph and strength and faith and awesomeness 
and, you know, forgiveness and so many other things and empower, you know, um, and now like, you know, years later with my injury and with the success that I've had because of it, creating the day one mindset, running these businesses, coaching, designing clothing, traveling around the world, being a husband, a father, a mentor, you know, being on stages, like all these things that came out of it. I'm like, oh, I got exactly what I asked for. You know, oh, th this difficult situation over here gave me the knowledge and the skills to do this. And then this obstacle over there, oh, that equipped me to be able to do this. Oh, these, these heavy weights that I'm constantly lifting. Oh, it changed the entire shape of my body. Thank God for all these hardships. Thank God for all these challenges. Thank God for all these quote unquote problems in the moment because they strengthened me to become such an empowerful person. Oh, I got exactly what I wanted. I stopped looking at anything in my story that made me a victim or, or gave me the idea or sense of victimhood and started to look at it as I created everything for my greatest good. And I'm like, oh, crap. Definitely. I definitely did this. I definitely created situations and focused on the details, gave myself the motivations, worked smarter, not harder. I focused on the details. I learned to focus at all. I was quick with my decisions so that I learned a lot faster. I stopped seeking the approval of other people. I know I started living as if my opinion mattered than other people's. I stopped complaining about everything. I stopped seeing myself as a sinner or a life full of mistakes and things I shouldn't have done. And boom, <laughs> I'm not a victim anymore. I'm a powerful being that's creating my world. I'm looking at things as like, oh, that's new. Oh, that's different. Oh, that's weird. Now what? You know, I realized that I'm not my body. I'm not my past. I'm not anything. I'm the observer and the architect of my life. And I get to decide every single day how I'm going to show up. And that's one of the benefits of living by my own mindset. I created the day one mindset first and foremost to solve my own problems. To, to boost me into a place that I'm ultimately successful every single day. And I'm able to make decisive choices constantly for myself and for my constant betterment. Even when I go left, I'm like, oh, whoop, I noticed this. All right, go back right. Even when I'm off center and I'm doing things that may hinder my success, I know that jumping on the right path, speaking a certain way, thinking a certain way, acting a certain way, believing in a certain way will set me right and I'll continue to grow and to catapult myself. And it makes success so ultimately inevitable more than anything else. I hope you guys enjoyed this list. If you want the uh, the written copy, you know, of the list of where, you know, I, I put down these 10 things and a couple more, actually. Let's count on one, two, three, four, five. There's actually 13 of these things on the list. One thing that I didn't uh, speak about is that complaining is fine. You know, a lot of people tell you that like, oh, I'm just complaining. Oh, I'm just complaining. You know, right now, like, I just want to get this off my chest. I'm just like, don't do that. Complaining is not fine. Complaining is not even helpful at all. 
complaining just highlights the things that you don't want. Like you already know you don't want them. Why are you complaining about it? You already know you don't like that person. Why are you complaining about it? Like don't waste your time highlighting and really focusing on the details of what you hate, what you don't like, what wasn't fair, what went wrong, who did what to you. Like don't even focus on those things. Like scripture says, don't give the devil a foothold. Don't even go there. Don't fill your mind with things that you don't like. Instead, be like, yeah, I fucking hated that girl. Now I'm super happy that I'm, I moved on. Good job, me. I'm glad you got yourself out of there. You know, complaining is never helpful. And it's always detrimental. And if you don't think that your life is weird, <laughs> you're doing something wrong. And you're not paying attention. This is the first live stream episode of my Life at a Weird Angle podcast. Episode 116, if I'm not mistaken. Appreciate you. Peace.